0: Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com.
1: The story of Marshall Field, the merchant prince who was the first man to develop the department store, was born on a Massachusetts farm in Conway in 1834. Marshall Field had his share of farm work and, disliking it, took a job as clerk in the store of Deacon Davis in Pittsfield, when but 16. Our story opens in 1856. Marshall is talking with a young man, J. Pierpont Morgan, whose father is in the store discussing some business with Deacon Davis. You've been in Chicago, haven't you, John? You bet. There's a city, Marshall. It's growing by leaps and bounds. I've
0: been hearing a lot about it from the drummer's. And I've been thinking of going there. Well, and why don't you? You're wasting your time here in Pittsfield. No, I haven't wasted any time here, John. I had a lot to learn when I took this job. I, I'm just wondering if I've learned enough to make a success in Chicago.
1: Well, of course you have. You have a flair for selling, Marshal. What makes you think you haven't had enough experience?
0: Well, <laughs> Deacon Davis, mostly. The first year I came here, he told me in, in no uncertain terms that I'd never make a merchant.
1: But he's kept you on for five years. Doesn't that tell you anything?
0: Well, well, thanks for your encouragement. That was just what I needed to make up my mind. You mean you will come to Chicago? Yes.
1: Are you ready to go, John? Uh, Yes, Father. Uh, Goodbye, Marshal. I'll be looking for you in Chicago. You bet.
0: Goodbye. 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 What did young Morgan mean, that nonsense about you going to Chicago? That wasn't nonsense, Deacon Davis, because that's what I'm going to do. Isn't this sort of sudden? No, I've been thinking about it for a long while. Marshal, uh, I'd i like to take you uh, take you in as a partner. Your, your partner? Yeah, this business needs new blood. Now you have vision and a keen business sense. Well, no, uh, no, I can't stay in Pittsfield any longer. I've made up my mind. You're taking a long chance, Marshal, throwing your whole future away on a whim. No, it isn't a whim. I have a hunch that I'll make good in Chicago, and I'll never be happy until I find out if my hunch is right.
1: Marshall Field had less than a dollar in his pocket when he finally obtained a job in Chicago with Cooley, Farwell and Company. His salary for the first year was only $400, and Field managed to save half of that amount by sleeping in the store. His good work attracted the attention of Mr. Farwell, and soon Field was not only serving the company as clerk, but as traveling salesman as well. One day in 1861, Levi Leiter, the bookkeeper, takes Marshall to one side. Why do you work so hard, Marshal? When you're paid for clerking in the store eight hours a day, why do you work 18? <laughs> you think I'm working too hard, Levi? Sure you are. Always ready to do just what anybody asks. Why? Don't you think the company appreciates it? They don't pay extra for it, do they? Uh, don't you worry about me, Levi. Well, take my advice and do only what you're paid to do.
2: Marshal, yes. I'd like to speak to you for a moment. Hmm? Oh, why, yes, Mr. I uh, Just step into my office here. Oh, certainly. Marshal, I've been watching your work very carefully during these last five years. Well, uh,
0: I hope it's been satisfactory, Mr.
1: Farwell.
2: More than satisfactory. I like the attention you give to the affairs of the store. You've worked many more hours than you had to, and you've built up a fine following for yourself with our customers. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear it, Mr. Farwell. I believe that you have the true merchant instinct, that you live for that instinct alone, and that you'll never lose it. And I won't, sir.
0: I like people too well, like studying out the best way to serve their requirements.
2: I believe in you, and because of my belief, I'm going to lend you $100,000. What? So you can buy in with us. Marshal, I'm making you junior partner and general manager of the store.
0: Junior partner? General manager? Oh, Mr. Farwell, uh, I... I don't know what to
2: say. <laughs> well, just continue to give the firm the same excellent service as a partner that you did as an employee. I'll have the necessary papers ready for you to sign tomorrow morning.
0: Oh, yeah, Yes, of course. Well, well thanks. Yeah, thank you again, Mr. Farwell. Well,
2: thank yourself, Marshal. You're the one who's really responsible for this opportunity. That'll be all, my boy. Uh, uh, yes,
1: sir. Partner? General manager? So why are you talking to yourself? Did Mr. Farwell want you to work 24 hours a day instead of 18? Levi, I've just been made junior partner and general manager of the store. You've just been made... (laughs) What? Just a minute ago, you were telling me that my work wouldn't pay. (laughs) Now what do you think, Levi? What do I think? What do I think? From now on, I'm working 24 hours a day. (laughs) And Levi Lighter did give more time and attention to the firm, and at Field's suggestion, was also taken in as partner three years later. From the money they made on their partnership with Farwell, Lighter and Field bought an interest in another firm and began the expansion program that made their store famous. Then, in 1871, when everything was going perfectly for him, Field received a startling call one night that sent him to his beloved store with terror in his heart. His wife, Nanny, insisted on accompanying him.
0: The thing you've worked most of your life for, going up in flames. Oh, you shouldn't have come, then. And let you face it alone? I should say not. Why, next to you, your store is the most important thing in my life. Oh, bless you, Nanny. I wonder how soon I can build another store. Build another? You didn't didn't think I was going out of business because of this fire, did you? Oh, but, Marshall, why? The whole city's in flames. It'll be months before business will be resumed. Oh, it mustn't be that long. People need something to give them courage. If there was only some building that had escaped the fire. Oh, look! Look! There's all the walls!
1: Nonsense, Levi. A man's never licked until he admits it. Well, I admit it. And if you weren't so stubborn, you'd admit it too, Marshal. But the only buildings that are left in Chicago are the car barns of the Chicago City Railway. And at a time like this, who wants to come downtown? The car barns? Levi! Eh? We're going to buy the City Railway. What? I mean, the car barns. The car barns? You'd better take them home, Nanny. The shock of losing the store has been too much for you. Now, listen, Levi. In six weeks, the will be pitched out, the oats and
0: harness transferred to another building, the floors varnished, and the walls and the ceilings painted. Our
1: store will be going full blast again. Our old store is going full blast now. Look at it. Charred wood and ashes. How can you talk about starting another in a car box? Because
0: that's just what we're going to do, whether you believe in the plan or not. Well, Levi, what do you say?
1: What do I? Well... I gotta believe in something.
0: Oh, I believe in it, Marshall. I know you can do it.
1: Ready-made dresses hanging where sets of double harness once was. Ah, uh, it's hard to believe, Marshall. But you showed me once I was wrong. Maybe you can do it again. I can, and by doing it, you will give others the courage to rebuild.
0: Why, this is Chicago's chance to be greater than ever before.
1: Due to his prediction, Marshall Field was in business again six weeks later and more successful than ever. But Leiter and Field still had to weather the panic of 1873 and another fire in 1877. Field's habit of always keeping a large bank balance allowed them to carry safely through. A new building was rented, but the lease not yet signed. One day, Leiter came into the office. Marshall, about that lease on the new building. Yes. What's holding it up? I want to sign it so we can move in. Well, I wanted the owner to change some things first. Oh, and... foolishness. The building was entirely satisfactory with me. But not with me. What are you getting at, Levi? Well, we've lost the lease. What? Yes, another firm Well, got
0: they it. got it because you dallied around wanting this and that change. I
1: had a right. I'm your partner. You had
0: no right. You liked the building as much as I did in the beginning. And you wanted to show your authority and dictate. But I... Success has made an autocrat of you, Levi. I've seen the change coming on. Never mind what you see. What are you going to do? Buy the building from the owner. Obtain a release from the firm that leased it. And gradually buy up the rest of the
1: block. I'm taking no more chances. It'll take too much money. I refuse. You refuse? Absolutely.
0: Well, then the time has come for us to sever our partnership. If you're unwilling to risk your share of the business and expansion, withdraw by all means.
1: I will. This time I won't follow your lead, Marshall Field. And we shall see who knows best. so successful in following his plan of expansion that he led the business to undreamed of heights. In 1889, he gave a site of ten acres for the building of the University of Chicago and later $100,000 toward its construction. He gave $50,000 worth of land to the Chicago Home for Incurables and, in 1893, a million dollars for the establishment of the Columbian Museum of Chicago. Marshall Field was at the pinnacle of success. He had the world at his feet. One day in the late 90s, a visitor came to him. Hello, Marshal. Levi Liser. I guess you're surprised to see me. We we didn't part such good friends. Mm -hmm. You see, I had pride just like you, Marshal. Even now, if there was anyone else I could turn to, I... You're in trouble, Levi? Yes, I I need money, a big amount. I did what I wanted to, Marshal, but I didn't win like you have. And now I stand to lose everything I've got unless I can sell some of my real estate. What property is it? The southeast corner of Madison and State Street. Mm Mm-hmm. And the price? I need two million dollars. Two million? I know it's a lot, and you, you really owe me nothing, Marshal, but I came to you as a last hope. Eva, we've worked side by side for 18 years.
0: Whatever later differences of opinion we had can't erase all those years of friendship.
1: I'll buy your property. Oh, Marshal, you don't know what this means to me. How can